Last night's game against the Chicago Cubs was a complete, utter disaster. What the heck happened? Good for you today, though. Let's flip the script. Let's talk about what's not awful. And what is that? This Nationals farm system, and more in particular, this Nationals rebuild. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever. You get your podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you get your team every day. And, of course, I'm your trusted host, Ryan Clary. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 for all the latest Nationals news and notes there. Later on in today's show, we're going to preview Game 3, but then also I guess we kind of have to talk about last night's game. I don't really want to talk about it. We all know what happened. We got boat raced. We got boat raced. We had a 3 nothing lead. We just threw it away. We all know what happened. We'll discuss that a little bit later on in the show, but later on, I have my own top 10 prospect list, and I will admit this one was very aggressive. I'm really high on some key guys, and in particular, some lefty pitchers up in the farm system for the Washington Nationals. I'll have my updated top 10 prospects in that second segment of today's show, but here's where we're going to start. If you haven't heard the news already, I'm glad to tell you first. Brady House was promoted to double-A Harrisburg yesterday, and also Dalen Lyle, the second-round pick in the 2021 MLB draft with Brady House right there above him in that first round, also got the promotion. Instead, he's going to high-A Wilmington, and oh my God, this was not really expected in my opinion. This kind of came out of left field, in fact, for me. When we were talking about Brady House and Dalen Lyle, both these guys were high schooler picks out of that 2021 draft. And now you look at Brady House, he's going to be in double-A Harrisburg. Dalen Lyle as well, someone who has been wildly impressive for this team. He's going up to high-A Wilmington. Mike Rizzo in this front office, they had the pedal to the metal right now on this rebuild. And you're starting to see these pieces that they have drafted over the years, these projects like a Dalen Lyle taking a form. And really when they take into form, you know what also takes into form? This Nationals rebuild. Because when you have guys who are drafted out of the high school level, look back at last year with Elijah Green. You never really know what these guys will do. While, yes, all their numbers that are out high school, it doesn't matter where you're drafted. If you're a 17th round pick and you're drafted from high school, you killed it. In high school, most definitely. If you were a first-round pick, you killed it in high school. These guys haven't really had to deal with adversity. So when you get them out of high school in particular, move them into the minor leagues, there's usually an adjustment period. As we saw with Brady House last year, the beginning of the year wasn't amazing. It's not what we're seeing right now. He slowed up a little bit. 
He started off hot, and then it kind of slowed down. And as we know now, he had that back injury. He's 100% healthy. He got the promotion coming this year. Dalen Lyle missed all of 2022 with Tommy John surgery. As we know, Tommy John surgery is not an easy surgery especially for an outfielder, someone who has the arm and who has the capabilities to be a very good defensive outfielder like a Dalen Lyle. So now you see him in 2022, or in 2023 rather. And what has Dalen Lyle done, if you may ask? He's killed the baseball. And when we talk about Dalen Lyle, I don't think people really understand how good this guy can be for this Washington Nationals franchise. Because Dalen Lyle... Back in 2021, when he was playing down in the Florida Coast League, he batted 219 with a 613 OPS. Wasn't that amazing? Again, only 19 games. But then you miss all of 2022. The expectations for Dalen Lyle in particular were not that great. And the reason why that is, when you're recovering from Tommy John surgery, look at Bryce Harper. Look at his power right now. It's not on display. And while, yes, he had it way sooner than Dalen Lyle did, he had it in the offseason, He's now recovering. But see the jump that Dalen Lyle has made. Just think about it this way. What if he didn't have Tommy John? Where would he be right now? Would he have taken this jump last season as a 19-year-old? Would last year have been the year where Dalen Lyle makes this jump to high A Wilmington? Because he did get set back by one year in his development. And now he's going up to high A Wilmington, where we all know is not a hitter-friendly yard. So what Dalen Lyle has done this year, just coming off Tommy John surgery, tells me a lot about this kid. Because when you bat 290, when you have a 510 slug, when you have an 891 on base plus slugging in general, it doesn't matter what level you are. And in particular, when you're a young guy like a Dalen Lyle coming off missing a full season of baseball, that is impressive. Even if you're going in T-ball and if you have these numbers, that is impressive to me. So what Dalen Lyle has done this year, he's displayed power. He's got seven home runs. He's got seven triples. He's got 20 doubles in low A Fredericksburg so far. You know, in last night's game, he also had a hit in his debut at that high A Wilmington level. He got caught stealing at one point, but that's fine. Because he only got caught stealing three times down in Fredericksburg while stealing 21 bags. I'm not going to say it. But Dalen Lyle has a very high ceiling. I don't think a lot of people, including myself, really talk about him a lot. He's kind of been the, the guy who's been forgotten about. You don't really think about him because you have all these flashy prospects in front of him. Elijah Green in particular. And oh, by the way, Elijah Green did have a sprained left wrist. That is why he has been out. He should be back soon, hoping for a speedy recovery for him. But Dalen Lyle kind of got lost in the shuffle through all of this. He was a Kentucky Gatorade player of the year back in high school. This guy has talent. And when you're drafted in that second round out of high school, you have expectations. Now, while I think he has exceeded those expectations just from this half season, you've really gotten to see what this guy is about. Because he's got the speed. Again, 21 stolen bases, only caught stealing three times down in low A Fredericksburg. He got caught stealing last night in Wilmington. But again, the discipline at the plate is something that I've recognized with him. The pitch recognition in general. He's hitting breaking balls. He's hitting fastballs. That is what you want to see from someone of his age. And now on the other hand with Brady House, who we all know, we love the guy. 
He's been very good for this Nationals team. In fact, he's probably been our best prospect this season outside of James Wood. Brady House, he's on a whole nother level right now. Because I've always thought that Brady House will not crack the major league lineup until 2024. At least. At least 2024, maybe 2025. But now, I'm looking at it this way. You get promoted to double A after killing it in low A Wilmington, or low A Fredericksburg. You killed it in high A Wilmington, in which, oh, by the way, as we've said, high A Wilmington is not a hitter friendly park. We raved about James Wood and what he was doing down there, slugging wise, because it was like the best that they've seen in almost a decade. Seriously. James Wood and what he did there, which, oh, you may ask, well, how did Brady House do? He did better. Simple as that. He did better than James Wood did in high A Wilmington. And that is why Mike Rizzo said, we didn't really think he was going to be ready, but he is ready. He is ready to go and actually say that. This is just kind of me saying that. But he is most definitely ready to get that call up. And that is why he's now in double A Harrisburg and really knocking on the door for getting the call up to triple A Rochester this season. Now, what is Brady House going to do? If he continues to hit this way, the reason why he is getting this call up, because his de- defense is fine. It's perfect. You don't really have to worry about that in that corner out, or corner infield spot, third base. But what you really want to see is what he's doing at the plate. Because that is where Brady House's value is for this Nationals team going forward. And now you have double-A Harrisburg. You have two third basemen there who are pretty legit prospects with Trey Lipscomb, a third-round pick in last year's draft out of the University of Tennessee, who I really love. And I really think this guy could be an impact player someday. We'll just have to find a position for him. But now you have Brady House there as well. Both these guys are going to be developing because last night Trey Lipscomb actually DH for that Harrisburg Center squad up in Bowie. Oh, by the way, you guys can check that out all the way through this weekend. But where will they, something's going to have to give at some point. Because Trey Lipscomb is not a DH. This guy's a very good fielder. A very good defensive third baseman. Where does he fit in this? Does he get moved over to second base? Does he get moved over to the outfield? Because I kind of think it's a waste to have Lipscomb as a designated hitter. I want to see this guy progress through all these things. But back to the Brady House story of this. He's put himself on a whole different trajectory now. This guy could now actually be in the major leagues come next year. Now, while none of it is guaranteed, he's got to hit in double A, and then he's going to have to hit in triple A, and then he'll get his call. But Brady House, oh my God, the rise that this guy has had this year, he's going to be a top 50 prospect at the least by the end of this season. I'd be stunned if he was not just because of the power that he has displayed so far this season and really everything else that comes with him. Both those guys, Dalen Lyle and Brady House, are legit prospects that we will have to continue to cover and continue to watch as this season goes on. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. The Nationals play the Cubs tonight at 8.05 Eastern time, going up against the Dr. Kyle Hendricks. You can catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM, On the SXM app, just search Nationals there. And now before I give you guys my updated top 10 prospect list, I got to tell you guys about our new friends from Dave. And guys, let me tell you this. 
Finances can be so intimidating. That is why you need Dave. Dave can make you managing your money so much easier with an interest-free extra cash in advance, fee-free goal tracking, and easy ways to find a side hustle to make more money. Dave is a baking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less, no credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Extra cash gives you more money to buy groceries, fill your tank, finally get your car repaired or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. Download Dave today at dave.com slash MLB. That's dave.com slash MLB. You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash MLB. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve, member FDIC, Go to dave.com slash MLB and get up to $500 in five minutes or less when you download Dave. For terms, visit dave.com slash MLB. And now we're back with Ryan Clary's Nationals top 10 prospect list. And we're going to start by going from the order 10 to 1. And let me warn you, it's going to be a little tricky. Some guys are going to be where you may not think they should be. But let's start off with number 10, last year's first-round pick, Elijah Green. And listen, Elijah Green, no one should be through with this guy yet. No one should be giving up on him yet. It is way too early for the teenager. He is, one, he's been injured over the last few weeks, and two, there's an adjustment period that we need to give Elijah Green. He hasn't just really showed it this year. He hasn't really showed the power. The swing and miss tool has been really bad for him this season. He struck out so many times. He's got to work on things. This is going to be a project for the Nationals. And when they drafted him, guess what? They knew this was going to be a project. They're going to have to continue to work with Elijah Green and get him to where they really want him to be. Because this guy is not a finished product. He was never going to be a finished product like a Dylan Cruz coming out of the draft. This is going to take some time. People will have to stay patient. But for now, he's going to get bumped down in these rankings because of those reasons. He's got to fix his hit tool. He's got to fix these things before he moves on to high A Wilmington, as we've always said, is a very tough place to hit. So Elijah Green, he's going to make his his home down in Fredericksburg and really try to get down to that. And hopefully the Nationals can figure something out the way that the Padres did with James Wood. Number nine, this starts where it gets a little aggressive here. Left-handed pitcher, Jake Bennett. Now, while Jake Bennett has had a few starts skipped over the last few weeks, look at Jake Bennett's numbers. Jake Bennett has been the best pitcher in the Nationals organization so far this season. He truly has been. He's been better than Jackson Rutledge. He's been better than, oh, if Cade Cavalli was pitching, he has better numbers than Cade Cavalli last year. Jake Bennett is a legit prospect, a second-round pick out of the University of Oklahoma last year. This guy could have been a first-round pick. Why did he fall? Who knows? Who really knows, especially with college arms? A lot of teams are a little iffy on taking college arms that early. I don't know why. That's just what teams have always done. But this guy has electric stuff. He's got the breaking pitches, and certainly he's got the fastball. It kind of reminds me of that Sean Doolittle fastball where he generates a ton of swing and misses with 
hitting the high location and all those different things when it comes to Jake Bennett. This is someone that the Nationals are really going to prioritize going forward. I think they've shown that by skipping a few starts. Look at his ERA. It is very good. This guy is a legit prospect for this team, and he's going to be someone that you need to watch. Number eight, Dalen Lyle. I got Dalen Lyle up. This is, again, a very aggressive list. But I think Dalen Lyle and what he has shown me this year is that this guy was worth the second-round pick in 2021. And really, the most impressive thing of all is that this guy is doing this coming off Tommy John surgery. I talked a lot about him in that first segment there. You got all the breakdowns of why I like him. Kind of potential five-tool talent kind of guy. He's got the speed. He plays solid defense. He can hit. He can hit for power. He really does it all. So now, let's see what he can do in high A Wilmington. And if he knocks the cover off the baseball, we got ourselves a very good prospect once again. Number seven, Robert Hassel. Going back to Elijah Green, Robert Hassel and Elijah Green have very similar numbers this year. Now, while Robert Hassel has been considered, in my mind, the safest prospect of this Nationals farm system, that has changed since we got Dylan Cruz. I can tell you that much. Robert Hassel has really struggled this year. Plain and simple. Really struggled. He's been striking out a lot more. He hasn't been walking a lot. And most importantly, his hit tool has vanished. Now, while he did have hand surgery in this offseason for a broken bone in his hand, we'll just have to see what happens going forward because I still do believe in the prospect of Robert Hassel. He's just going to need to show us a little bit more as we continue to go on this season because when you get promoted to double A, last year he was in double A. This is someone who we need to see take that next step. And we were expecting to take this next step after having a really tough second half last year after being traded from the Padres to the Nationals. So is this just an organizational thing? Is this the, the Nationals kind of botching this with them? Who really knows? But I truly believe is that he's recovering still. I don't know if anyone will say that. But this is someone who wasn't going to be a question. We all thought he was going to be a surefire, really good big league bat. But so far, he just hasn't really done it in the national system. That's something we'll just have to watch. Number six, Yarlin, Susana. I say that this is aggressive. But when you throw 102 miles per hour, when you are 19 years old, when you are in low A Fredericksburg and you have a strikeout rate the way that Yarlin Susana has, you're going to get recognition because this guy is your kind of crown jewel of this system, in my opinion. If you can get Yarlin Susana to hit, meaning be a good player, be a good pitcher going forward, this is the guy that you got to watch for. We talk about Paul Skeens. Paul Skeens is filthy. He is a one of a kind. You know who's kind of a good consolation prize? Yarlin Susana. One of the guys we got in that Juan Soto trade. And oh, by the way, Mike Rizzo was not going to be taking that trade without Yarlin Susana. This is a very good pitcher. In my opinion, I think he's got the highest upside of any arm in this system. And to me, it's not even close. Susanna has that kind of upside to where he could be a very good starting pitcher. But even then, the consolation prize is that this guy is a very good closer. That's the kind of stuff that Susanna has. And it's going to be an interesting one to watch as we continue to go on in 2023 because the numbers have been very good. He's given up about eight runs in his last nine innings pitch. So that's kind of inflated his ERA back up. But he was hovering around a low three to a high two 
ERA down in Fredericksburg. He is someone who could be getting the call up to high A Wilmington as well as he strings together a couple of good starts as he continues to ramp up to those four to five inning starts, which is really what you want to see from a young guy like him. Number five, Christian Vaccaro. Christian Vaccaro was the number two prospect in last year's signing class. And if you haven't watched him, you can't watch him because he's down in the FCL. He's going to be up in Fredericksburg soon. I can assure you of that. This guy has been hitting down in the Florida Coast League. And really what I have seen from him is, again, high tool talent. This guy could be a very good runner, which he has displayed so far this season. He's got the hit tool. He's got the power. He's got the extra power to go extra bases. And most importantly, he's a very good defensive center fielder. This is a prospect that you're going to have to watch going forward. But now I'm going to give you guys my top four because this is where it gets a little interesting in my mind. But before we do that, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at Sleeper. And guys, when we talk about Sleeper, this is what you got to do. Do you think Luis Garcia can hit a home run tonight against Kyle Hendricks? Well, we sure do. And on Sleeper, you can swing for the fences with up to 100-time payouts. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and select more or less on their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right, and you could win big. This is what I'm going to do tonight. I actually think Luis Garcia is going to hit a home run against Kyle Hendricks. And why do I think that? I like that lefty-righty matchup. But I also think Luis Garcia is due. So that is why when you look at this scenario, Kyle Hendricks, someone who's going to leave a fastball high and in, someone like Luis Garcia, he's going to like that pitch. He's going to put that ball over the yard into the basket of Wrigley Field. Use promo code locked on and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Now let's get back into it as I have you your top four Washington Nationals prospects as I went a little long there in that second segment. So we're going to stretch into this third one as well. Number four, former first round pick in that 2020 MLB draft. Everyone who raved about him, including myself, when we drafted him out of the University of Oklahoma is right-handed pitcher Cade Cabali. Now I did consider dropping Cade Cabali just a tad, and I really like Cade Cabali. Again, when you have Mackenzie Gore, you have Josiah Gray. This is someone who could be the icing on the cake of this rotation if the Nationals really developed in the way that we think he should have been developed. Now, I say that he's recovering from Tommy John surgery. You don't really want to place too many expectations on someone who's still climbing their way back up. But I think the upside with Cade Cavalli, he doesn't have to be a number one pitcher. He doesn't have to be a number two pitcher. And hell, does he even have to be a number three pitcher for this team? Not really. Cade Cavalli has the option to be a number four starter. And if he's a number four starter for this team, that's really good. That's another puzzle to the puzzle. (laughs) That's another puzzle piece to this puzzle. You have to complete that some way, somehow. Now, while you already have your top two, in my opinion, kind of locked up with Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore, you also had the room to add someone in free agency. Then all of a sudden, you look at this rotation, you're going to have four arms in this rotation that could be very good. Cade Cavalli, Josiah Gray, and National League All-Star. 
and Mackenzie Gore, a future all-star. That's three young guys right there that you have under team control for quite some time. Then if you add a free agent in there, or if you have someone like a Jake Bennett or a Jackson Rutledge, that rotation is looking pretty damn good going forward. Number three, we talked about him in the first segment as well. Third baseman, Brady House. And in my opinion, I truly do think Brady House is one of the best third baseman prospects in minor league baseball. I truly do believe that with the talent that he has displayed. Now, it's an easy thing to look at this guy and say, he's got the power, he's got the hit tool, he can play defense. Who is he? Anthony Rendon. But no, I don't really see the player comp there. Because I see Brady House as more of a power bat. I see Brady House of a bigger, much more explosive Anthony Rendon. Now, while Anthony Rendon had some of the best hands baseball has ever seen, getting to the baseball, ripping those inside pitches, and somehow ripping those 350 feet over the fence, that's not really what Brady House is. But if you make a mistake against him, he's going to make you pay. And that is a step up that you don't really get to see with a lot of young prospects. But Brady House has done that exceptionally well so far this season. And oh, by the way, a former shortstop moving over to third base, it's not the easiest transition in the world, but Brady House has made it look pretty damn good. This is someone who the Nationals are really banking on going forward because this guy's a legit prospect, and the power display that he has shown, man. And also, he's just going to continue to grow. If you look at pictures from him this year compared to last year, he's a lot bigger. This guy's going to continue to grow and continue to grow into his feet He's going to be a legit prospect someday. Maybe even heading into next season, he could be in that top 30 range, just depending on how he finishes at AA Harrisburg. Number two, who's it going to be, Dylan Cruz, or is it going to be James Wood? Number two, I have James Wood. Here's the thing. James Wood or Dylan Cruz, Dylan Cruz or James Wood, it doesn't matter. Both these guys are going to be up there in top 10 prospect lists wherever you check them. James Wood... We talked about him. We've raved about him. This is the guy that we've been all been waiting for. And oh, by the way, he probably should be in the majors come this September if he continues to hit the way that he has been. James Wood has all the upside in the world. And in fact, outside of Elijah Green, James Wood has the highest upside even over a Dylan Cruz. James Wood has the power. He can run. He ran one of the fastest 90-foot times in all of baseball just at the Futures game, almost as fast as Ellie De La Cruz, who's about four inches shorter than James Wood. That is the kind of freak athlete that James is. He's going to be a defensive center fielder. He's going to be a very good hitter. He's going to be a very good power hitter. This guy's got all the tools that you could possibly want. The old age days of saying that you can't draft these tall prospects because of the swing and miss potential and the holes in their swing, get out of here. James Wood has proven that wrong. And if you look at Aaron Judge, the former MVP, he's also six foot seven. I think Aaron Judge is just fine. So James Wood, you're number two on this list. And at number one, Dylan Cruz. I say that because I, I love Dylan Cruz. I'll just say it as that. This is the person that I wanted from day one. I wanted to see Dylan Cruz follow the Washington Nationals because I think, one, he wanted to be here, and I want someone who's going to be here. And two, I think this guy is the surest of sure things that you could have ever possibly imagined. He's probably the surest prospect in the last decade, in my opinion. Dylan Cruz is going to be 
a very good player. I'm not going to put a superstar tag on him, but he's going to be a star. This is going to be someone that's going to attract free agents. As Paul Skeens has said yesterday in his press conference, Talk Nets pointed this out to me the other day, that Dylan Cruz was the reason why Paul Skeens transferred to LSU. When he saw what Dylan Cruz has done with that organization, with LSU baseball, he wanted to be there. Dylan Cruz is going to have that same attraction, especially being a Scott Boris client. He's going to have some pull with some guys in free agency. And show, by the way, the Nationals could be getting some guys come this offseason because this rebuild is really looking up. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. The Nationals play the Cubs tonight at 8.05 Eastern time with Kyle Hendricks on the mound. Catch every pitch of the Nationals hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. Unfortunately, I don't really have much time to talk about last night's game as I went way over the time here getting in my top 10 prospects. But again, let me reiterate, this is what we're tuned in for. This is what we want to see. Wins this season come in this column with the farm system and really building it back up to where it should be. And going forward, Mike Rizzo is going to have a job too. And so far, I think he's done an exceptional job with this farm. So thank you guys again for making us your first listen every day. On tomorrow's show, it is a Thursday trade stock value report. I'll get you that just like I do every Thursday going forward until these guys are traded away because we got some guys and we could be getting some in return as well. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Go next.